Welcome to the Hot Seat Powered by Affordable Star for David Judge. And here we are at Season 2, Episode 16 of the Hot Seat, where we release a new episode every second Tuesday to talk to industry influencers that have worked hands-on in the real estate industry. And we find out where they see current and future trends and what you can do about it to support and grow your business. Now, in today's interview, we are talking to Terry Handy, which, as an FYI, we originally recorded in a hotel room and I a couch in a hotel room in Auckland. Now, Terry comes with over 25 years of experience in the industry and works with clients in New Zealand and Australia in her businesses, PM, Excite, and Lean Property Management Solutions. One of the key reasons we were excited to interview Terry is her key focus around the implementation of change, which is something that is really resonating with the industry right now. So just to mention a few of the points that we cover or a few of the things that we discuss. First of all, the differences between sales and property management, the financial balance between the two, and which of the two Terry prefers, why people that are scared are more resistant to change, and what will happen to those people within the industry that aren't prepared to adapt to change, how moving to a cloud-based software is allowing agencies to expand the type of people they employ and the type of work-life balance that they can offer to those people, and why in Australia, 35% of investors manage their own property versus 65% in NZ, and how Terry thinks that NZP, how Terry thinks what will happen to the PM industry and NZ in the future. Now, in an industry that is under pressure on how to improve efficiencies, Terry is able to offer a number of practical pieces of advice on how to implement those changes from her 25 years in the industry and her strong drive to implement change. So, enough of me talking. Let's get into the interview now and make sure you hang around to the questions at the very end uh, where, yeah, they, they, they go very, very well. So it's, uh, and it's very interesting and engaging. Anyway, enough of me talking. Let's get into it and roll it. Hello and welcome. David Judge here and I have... Eva Judge. And... Terry Handy. And welcome to the hot seat. We're here today talking to Terry about uh, your experience in the industry, yes. where you see the industry right now and where you see it going in the future. And um, we'll just delve in deeper with a couple of other questions, and then we're going to ask you a couple of hot seat questions. (laughs) 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 Sound okay? Sounds great. Okay, excellent. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the industry? So um, 25 years ago, and it sounds incredibly, uh, I feel really old when I say it, but my father had a real estate business, and he dragged me in while I was in between babies to help out. And that's where I had my first exposure to property management. Yeah, okay. And then... About 15 years ago, I decided I wanted to go into real estate sales. So um, I I did that. I went and worked for him. And then I bought the business from him about 10 years ago. Mm. And then um, by that stage, he'd actually sold his property management department. Yes. Um, And so I had a sales only business. I bought myself, which was a ridiculous thing to do in hindsight, Mm. um, because there was a trade restriction in place around the property management department. Um, So once I could, I um, I, I started one straight away. So, and and now um, I I consult. So I I sold that um, maybe five years ago. Um, My son uh, developed a a mental illness and he sort of needed my attention. So I I sold that. And then um, he's right as rain now. But um, so, yeah, so I go and help other businesses in Mm. property management. Excellent. Mm. Sales and property management. Which one do you prefer? Uh, <laughs> in my life, I actually, because I actually believe yes. that um, there's much more sales 
in property management than people think. Yes. So, there is. Um, and all of those skills, the, the relationship's just longer and mm. slightly yes. different. Um, there's still processes. There's still people with a lot of emotion behind there. We need to have those um, negotiating skills that are used. And, and I think sometimes it, it's the reason people go to sales is because they can um, get that buzz really quickly and, of mm. course, financially. There's, and, and that's why I went into sales because I wanted to be financially rewarded if I was good at something. So, um, yes. But I, I really enjoy the, the way that we can, um, in property management, we can, I guess, help people to really um, become financially secure or help them through a stage in their life. So not everyone is a, an investment owner by choice. You know, they, they don't necessarily have an investment property because um, that, that's their plan. And so that we need to help them through that stage in their lives as well. I think it's, you were saying um, school teachers, a number of school teachers have run their own self-managed super funds. Yeah, is that... uh, that's one of the, one of the mm. areas that a lot of teachers invest in these. Yep. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Because the rules changed in the exactly. last few years. And, yeah, so property is much more appealing for them. Exactly. So, mm. so mm. you got into the industry from your dad? Yes. Um, if you weren't, if you hadn't gone that, that career path, what do you think you'd be doing now? Um, I would probably still be in a, a service-related role um, somehow, and I'd still probably be my own boss. I'm, I'm not a very good employee. So <laughs> <laughs> I like Why things is that? To, well, <laughs> it, it's I like to um, implement change really quickly, and that's the the I find sometimes when you. Well, I haven't done it for a while, but when I'm working for, for someone else, I, I do get frustrated. I was a terrible public servant. I had a, a very <laughs> short stint at that and red yes. tape and bureaucracy wasn't good for me. So Yeah, well, um, we had our first business in 1998, which was a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, and then for a period of time after that, we went back into the workforce. But fortunately, uh, we ended up in, both ended up in positions of responsibility. So yep. we were yes. in, that, in that role where we could create change. But I think if... Uh, for both of us, if they, if we people were mm. to try and um, squish that, yeah, yeah. Uh, we both struggle as well. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible! Like, it's, I could never go into politics. I would just, <laughs> like, I, think I would just like, yeah. No, you should swear at too many people or yell at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I just drink a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I remember um, we had this parade in my town, or the the Anzac Day parade, I think it yeah. was, and I was standing quite close to the mayor at the time. And uh, he was a really lovely gentleman. And a lady came up and complained about the lack of seating for the parade. And I was just, oh, my goodness. I, I just couldn't cope with that. Uh, yeah, I, I could not go there. I and definitely I'm sure it was a, a politician. event that was put on by volunteers. By, by volunteers. Exactly. <laughs> there, there was no, oh, it was all, and we were there for um, Anzac Day. Yes. It wasn't, and really, you could bring your own chair. It was just, a, yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able to. I could not cope with that petty sort mm. of complaints that they have to put up with. So. Yes. Anyway, moving back yes, into sorry. back yes. into what we did. <laughs> um, in the industry at the moment, what what do you see as the biggest problem slash challenge in the industry at the moment? Um, I think that there, there's quite a lot of fear out there as well about what's going to happen in the future, and um, I actually find that when people are a little bit frightened, they become even more resistant to change. And unfortunately, our clients, whether that be the owner or the tenant, or even the tradies that we deal with, their expectations are um, improved, like they are increasing all the time because um, we're being judged against other industries. 
and, um, and, and, and it's like this little vicious circle where people know that they have to change. They're not quite sure what to do, so they end up not doing anything and it just exacerbates the whole thing. So, mm. yeah. And those people in the industry that uh, are resistant to change, what am I saying? I'll just say it. Do you think that the, those that are being resistant to change, they'll eventually um, be squished out of the industry? I think so. I yeah. think so. It's, um, well, there's not going to be a place for them. But yeah. that's basically and it's like a profit, very in, in a lot of ways. Things. In a lot of ways, it's like a profitability because, you know, like in, in Australia, the introduction of a lot of, a lot of legislation has meant that, you know, that a property manager, average property manager has to do so much more and the turnover rate of an average property manager is something like nine months. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's, 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 you know, when you look at it that way, you can almost see that in that unsustainability yes. of it unless yeah. there is some sort of change that needs yeah. to happen. Yeah. So um, technology is going to make a massive difference and it already has. Um, outsourcing is one way of relieving some of that pressure for um, a lot of, um, you know, even, even the smaller agencies that because they still have to, at the moment, there's a lot of physical stuff that they have to do, they, whether that be um, taking keys somewhere. And we can look at ways of doing things, but at the moment... Um, it, it's actually a little bit hard for people to see how they can make a difference. So yes. um, I, I I probably got a little bit off track there with the, the question, but I, I think um, we yeah, te- technology is going to certainly, well, certainly it has made it easier, mm. um, but um, we really need to embrace that change. There's a lot of rapid stuff coming in. So and It seems like it's only going to speed up the, the, mm. the, the, the new software that's coming out, the, the new systems, and mm. people really need yeah. to... Do you think, do you think of the, the changeover for some of the um, CRMs like Property Me, Property Tree to, to cloud, do you think that was a, a big change or that's being a big change for the industry? It has. Um, I think it's been a great change because people work differently now too. So yes. um, being that much more mobile, um, yes. we've seen, you know, if you have a, a great staff member who um, has children and they, they only want to work part-time, um, Property Me or Property Tree, that, that cloud software, there's plenty of others out there as mm, well, um, will really um, enable that, that flexibility for them because, you know, when you have kids, it's not just nine till three that you can work. It's yes. actually you still got to do the pick-up, you still got to go to all those Sports things. So <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and I think that's just naturally the way the world's going and we can certainly do that in property management. Mm. Mm. And how do you think a person in the industry right now can differentiate themselves? I think that, uh, and we talk about service a lot, so it, it will come down to service. It, it's very hard for us um, you know, if we start talking about fees and that sort of thing, to the average person on the street, we all look exactly the same. Yes. And um, unfortunately, that's uh, that's just the nature of our industry. We're affected by necessarily like people that are not um, necessarily good operators. We're actually judged by them. So um, mm. that that service side of things, and and I, I don't mean um, picking up the phone necessarily, although. I, absolutely pick up the phone wherever you can but I mean anticipating what their needs are and maybe adjusting them and tailoring mm. what we do it cannot simply be the same for everyone so mm. um, and um, so we're in New Zealand right now yep. doing this interview there are a lot more male property managers here I know oh, yeah. and so 
some of them are quite <laughs> handsome as well. So it's been really good. So um, I say that. Well, Vincent, who was um, property manager of the year last night, he's lovely, and he has a delightful accent. So mm. he's French. French. He's French. French. It was yeah. French. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think? There are more male property managers in New Zealand. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I've been doing a little bit of a survey um, yes. just okay. to find out because I, I, I was struck by that as well. Yeah. And um, I just think that the companies that they're they're working with, New Zealand's really known for its its innovation. Like they, they do some big things mm. here, um, and I think that there's been some industry leaders who've been able to say this is where we're going and they've attracted quality people. Um, not that women aren't quality people, by the way. I just think yeah, men yeah. are actually seeing the opportunity as, as well. Um, they're quite young too. That, mm. That's the other yeah. thing. They, they, they are yes, actually. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And that was the other difference too around the, um, sorry, about around in Australia, the is it 35%, we spoke about this before, mm. 35% yep. of people are, are managing their own property, whereas in New Zealand it's around 65%. Mm. Yeah, that's so right. that's a massive difference. Mm. So you can see there's a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that massive opportunity, particularly um, with the legislative changes that are coming. Um, yes. that they're, they're, they're quite concerned about them. Mm. I actually see that that will actually make our industry um, over here a, a lot more appealing to the mm. average investor so that they won't want to have to deal with all of that and they won't have the context necessarily to be able to do it. So if we um, had a, a, a large portfolio of properties and we needed to organise people to um, organise insulation, for example, um, we're going to have a lot more sway with the, the tradies or the contractors yes. than uh, a person, person who just styles. has one property. So, yeah, yeah uh, lots of opportunity here. So. And um, and what special advice would you give to somebody in the, in the, in the industry right now? A newbie or um, uh, someone who's... Let's do both. Yeah. A newbie, newbie. and a person who's established yeah. in the industry. Okay. So for a newbie, I'd really... So um, somebody who's just coming in, I think to really embrace the... Um, the, the, the change that's going on, of course, and look at it as a career path because there's definitely loads and loads of opportunity out there now. And a lot of the agency principals and directors that I work with, they genuinely want to provide some sort of career progression, yes. whether yes. that be buying into the business or um, seeing somebody grow. You know, the, we love those stories of reception through to general manager. We, we know someone who's, who's done that. And that's right. um, that, so for new people, that's I want them to think like that that there, mm. there is opportunity, but it's not going to happen next week. It, yes. it, it's got to work for it. You do, you do. <laughs> it's not um, in six months' time I'll be running the department. It's, yeah. Um, but, yeah, seeing that there is that potential there. Okay. And then for those people that are currently in the industry, uh, always be looking for um, ways to, to improve. So I, I like to talk about change for the better, not mm. change for change's sake, and also um, developing a culture of a continuous improvement so because that's what our clients are. So as soon as we um, provide a level of service that, um, that that sets the expectation for the next time with our yes. clients, we need to be constantly um, improving that way. So Yeah, yeah I know we always, we always work, work towards a path of continuous improvement because you understand mm. that it's, a, it's, a, it's a, um, a dot on the horizon. Yes. And you won't necessarily ever reach that dot because it's the horizon, but if you fo- always focus on those yeah. little improvements. Yeah. So in lean thinking they call that true north. Yes. That dot, yeah. and um, so that's where we're heading. But it, it, it does. We probably will never get there. Like, well, yes. we won't ever get there. That's no. the whole idea. But that's it's about um, a journey, a journey and journey. adjusting yeah. and changing. And I, I love how they call this um, at the moment pivot. 
So, you know, you pivot to your direction. (laughs) We need to be able to do that. We need to be more nimble and flexible, not just um, in our processes, but certainly in the way that we approach things, our thinking. Mm, fantastic. Lovely. So we're at the stage of the, the hot seat, hot seat. Oh, okay. Let me get <laughs> so ready. Let me get ready. <laughs> keep them nice and short, um, please. Yeah. <laughs> if you really can't answer a question, passed. Okay, yes, I will. Yes, and, and Do I need uh, a buzzer? No. No, okay. no, no, that's all right. Okay, are we ready? Yes. Okay, your number one bucket list item. Uh, oh, I really want to climb a mountain. Fantastic. Favourite hobby? Uh, reading. Strangest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, I'll have to pass. Describe yourself in three words. I don't like drama. Don't like drama. Okay. How do you spend the first three hours of your day? Uh, I, I like to read in the mornings. Um, I have a, a cup of tea. I am very particular about I have how I have my tea, so that mm. sets the tone for my day. Fantastic. So, if you had a super yacht, what would you call it? A super yacht. Hmm. Should I name it after my daughter? Why not? I don't sure. know. Yeah, okay. The, t- the Tessa. Excellent, mm. excellent. Your biggest non-negotiable? Um, punctuality. Morning or night? Am I a morning or night person? Yes. Um, morning. Weapon of choice? Uh, my words. My Oof. words are my weapon. Okay, excellent. <laughs> biggest fear? Biggest fear. Oh, being trapped in a car in water and I can't get out, like a river. Mm. Very specific. I know. It's terrible. University or School of Hard Knocks? Uh, School of Hard Knocks. What motivates you? Um, hmm. That's a really tough one, isn't it? I, I'm, I think I'm motivated by helping other people, very much supporting. Your greatest failure? I don't actually believe in failure. Neither do I. Uh, so <laughs> I think that there's I'll put that in there anyway because yeah. that's a yeah. question to isn't be answered that by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday, or, Monday or Friday? I prefer Mondays. Yeah, me too. Yes. Um, one item you could never live without? Uh, oh, well, can I have two? My Apple Watch and my Apple earpods, please. Yes. At the moment, that's what it is. Fantastic. Yeah. Cats or dogs? Dogs. And how many keys do you have in your key ring? I have one. It's <gasps> interesting. I don't even have a key tag. Yeah. I, yeah I'm very minimalist, very simple. Um, yeah, um, quite mm. a few people say one. Mm. But you see people walking around with big, thick... I know. Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> Keys are the bane of a real estate agent's life. Like, why would right. be complicated? So. That's right. We yeah. literally just carry around a single key yep. everywhere we go. Yep. Okay, so that's it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Was right. That was quite painless, wasn't yeah, it? It was very so. painless. Okay. Thank Excellent. you. So we're at that stage of the interview where um, tell us what you've got going on right now, what you'd like to shamelessly plug about you. Oh, okay. So... Um, because I work with different agencies around consulting, I'm not not a trainer, I consult, and I really get excited about helping people to implement change. Yes. And so I'm working with a number of officers who have really taken that service idea to the next level, mm. and the things that we're doing with them is really exciting. I've got some opportunities here in New Zealand now, which I, I'm really enjoying the the prospect of dealing with them. Yes. So they're actually very friendly people. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. They, they did so. sledge me a little bit about the cricket and the rugby no, and yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, Healthy I got past it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I had nothing to say, so I, I couldn't come back. But, Excellent. And if yeah, someone no, wanted to get in contact with you, what's the best uh, way to do probably, that? Probably um, they can catch me on LinkedIn or my email address is terry at leanpropertymanagement.com.au. Excellent, right. fantastic. Thank well, thank you very much for being on the hot seat. Thank I you have for having Eva, me. As well as Terry and, yes. and David. And um, yeah, fantastic. Yep. And we'll talk again soon. Great. Okay, thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this episode with Terry. And before you go, I'd ask if you enjoyed this episode that you subscribe to our podcast, which you can find if you search for The Hot Seat wherever you listen to your podcast, especially on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. I also wanted to remind you that The Hot Seat is powered by affordable staff. And if I am 100% honest, we could not put The Hot Seat together without outsourcing. There's a lot of background work that goes into creating a podcast and this could not be done without outsourcing it to our overseas team. I record the content here that you're watching or listening to, and then I send it offshore where they handle the video, the audio edits, the website, podcast distribution, marketing, and so much more. So thank you again, like I do every week, to our team in the Philippines. Okay, so that's it. Thank you again for all your support, the really positive feedback that we received from the hot seat. And I look forward to talking to you in the next episode of the hot seat.